you can do effective social media in under 20 minutes a day. You sort of get your thoughts ready, you put them into some kind of social media scheduling thing, and then you just release them at strategic points over the day. Uh, on a break later in the day, just go on your phone, you see who's interacting, who's engaging, who's not. Make a couple of responses, a couple of likes, a couple of favorites. It doesn't have to be overwhelming, so that's where I would start. And as to which platform, here's what I would do. Which one is most native to you? My guess is we got a lot of videographers here, you know, a lot of people who love video. So it probably is YouTube and TikTok maybe, or Instagram Reels, that would be natural. The other question to ask though is where's your audience? Like if you have an avatar, where are they? Welcome back to the Think Media Podcast. My name is Heather Torres and I am the host of this show. And here we are helping you grow your influence on YouTube and then turn that influence into a high income and a high impact online business. We're giving you tips and tools every single week. So make sure you are subscribed wherever you like to listen to your podcast. We are making this podcast available everywhere that audio uh, is available as well as on YouTube. So if you've not been to our YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe to the Think Media Podcast YouTube channel. That's right, we have two different channels. So you can subscribe to both of those to get all the video uploads that we have available for you. Now, I wanna thank everyone who has been a part of this podcast as we've been growing. And this is so awesome that we get to do part two of the Carrie Newhoff series. Carrie Newhoff is one of our mentors here at Think Media, and we've actually coined our entire year to be at your best, which is based off of Carrie's newest book, At Your Best. We have gone through uh, part one last week. And then additionally, Sean actually did some um, teachings with our team all around the theme of at your best. So I'll make sure to link up all of those additional episodes down in the description below or wherever you're listening to podcasts in the show notes as well. But we are in part two of this interview series where we actually had Carrie come and speak to our leadership here at Think Media. And last week we talked all about burnout. Now, this is a real issue, the idea that content creators, CEOs, and admin assistants are burning out. And so we wanted to help our team be at their best this year. And so Carrie talked about how to go from the stress cycle into the thrive cycle. And today we're actually jumping into a different part of Carrie's background. And that is, is that Carrie is also a content creator, along with being an author and a pastor and a whole resume of who Carrie Newhoff is now. He is also creating content on a regular basis, but he's not just creating content and spending a bunch of time doing it. He's a highly efficient content creator. So we wanted to break that down for you um, and take you behind the scenes on what we did with our team. So today we're gonna be talking about two different pieces, how uh, what the difference between deep work and shallow work is. And the other thing that Carrie does so well is his podcast actually has very high profile guests. So if you wanna be able to have a YouTube channel or a show where you can be bringing on high profile guests, he's gonna break down how he was able to get people like Simon Sinek, Rick Warren, Michael Todd, John Maxwell, and Seth Godin as guests on his podcast. This was such a great insight that he gave. So let's jump into today's featured content. Carrie, I want to drive a little bit deeper on your secrets for highly productive content creators. Here's one of the things that impresses me about you. Um, first of all, again, not not meant to say from flattery or because you're on the podcast or because this book, you know, has so been so profoundly impactful. 
but I read a ton of books. Like I really, I actually read a lot. I'm excited lately. I'm reading about three books a week right now. Blessed to be able to kind of have that momentum going. Um, and, and I just love books and I also love the process as an author myself, YouTube secrets is at like 80,000 copies sold or something. Wow. And I wrote a couple not great books. YouTube for churches was all right. Ebook only. And I've helped others write books. And so I'm just kind of obsessed with the process. And one of the things I love about it is this book's actually really good. Not just the mm -hmm. content is good, but it's also like a really good book. The frameworks are thought through. It's well-written. It's like the perfect length, 200 pages. But then when I read the outro too, it, it was also impressive to see all the people that helped or spoke into mm -hmm. it or reviewed the manuscript. But then I, I'm like, okay, so not only this, but I also read your book, didn't see it coming. Amazing book as well. And then I think about, okay, you have this podcast and it's just been consistent. You've been doing it for years and you're blogging. You've been doing it for years. And it makes me think of this word prolific. Mm. You've consistently created quality content over multiple years. And I think that is one of the big challenges for us as content creators in general and also YouTube creators. It's one thing to start doing a weekly yeah. video. It's another thing to do it for a couple of years. And so I, I want to dive into your, your secret specifically for content creators and not everyone maybe wants to write a book, but it's kind of the principles are the same. If you're going to write and outline a strong YouTube video, it could be a four or it could be a 10 and you've really carved that out. For, let's start with when you started creating content, like for those maybe two that maybe think they think oh, I didn't start early enough or whatever. Like, how about for you? Like what, this, this journey of shifting from leading, being a pastor of a church and really not writing or being a podcaster, when did you start creating content and what's kind of been your content creation journey? I got serious about it about a decade ago. So, you know, it's not too late. I started probably in 2012 and that's because I wrote a book that year called Leading Change Without Losing It, which I think is still out there. And I kind of realized publishers don't sell books, authors do. So I read Michael Hyatt's platform and blogging was still a thing. Believe it or not, it's still a thing. Um, we have more traffic every year on it if you know how to do it. And uh, I thought, okay, I'm going to start blogging. And what I did, the, 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 the transferable principle is I call it a content well. So if you think of a well, a well that holds water, you've got content wells that are really shallow and content wells that are really deep. So being a pastor by training like you, Sean, I thought, oh, I'll probably write about spiritual growth. And I got like a couple of posts into it. And I'm like, this is a really shallow well. Now I'm a Christian. I'm a pastor, but I felt like that's for Sunday. Okay. That's not, that's not what I do for leaders. And there's lots of pastors who do that. That's great. That's not me. And then I thought, well, I've been a communicator my whole life. I'm going to write lots about communication. And then I realized I got 10 posts on communication. Like there's my tricks, right? That's what I got. But when it came to three subjects, leadership, which is pretty broad, change and personal growth. And this is a personal growth book. I still can't find the bottom of the well. And chances are you have a, like, you know, I would say probably for you, Sean, one of your content wells is how to do YouTube, how to do video, right? Like that's like, oh, it's changing all the time. I could, what can you get up and write about, film about, talk about day after day? And it's effortless. For some people, it's food. It's like you love being in the kitchen. I've like five go-to recipes. That's all I got. Really shallow content. Well, other people like every day, they're chopping something new. They're trying something new. So find your content well, because if you can do that and it's a deep one, then that's half the problem. Second thing is find a template. 
uh, there's got to be a template that you use. So my blog has a template. I'll give it to you. It's super simple. And again, you're like blogging. That's so 2012. We had 7 million page views last year, so I wouldn't pronounce it dead yet. And it keeps growing year after year. Template for my blog for an article that I write is state a problem that the reader is facing, explain why that's a real issue, what's at stake, make it a little bit worse, agitate a little bit, and then go into the solution. Solutions are bullet pointed. One, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Here's seven insights, whatever, five, three, pick your number, boom, 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 a little bit on each, and then you wrap up. That's the template. Believe it or not, it's been working for over a decade and attracting a bigger and bigger audience. Uh, my podcast is long form. And so it's let the guests do the work. Let the guests talk. I do a brief intro, extra. I try to line up great guests. Sean, you've been a guest. Try to line up people consequence on the podcast. That's what I do. And then for my videos, I'm less of a video guy by nature. But if I do, it tends to be repurposed content or shorts from some of the other work that I'm doing. So you want to think about a template because then you don't have to think about reinventing the wheel all the time. The other thing you want to do is market test your template. And so I noticed that when I write in that blog template, it goes really well. When I variate, fewer people read. When I do long form content on my podcast using the template that I've created, um, it just gets momentum every month. It just keeps growing. So that's led to, I think, 46 million page views over the last decade and uh, about 21 million downloads now on the podcast. So, you know, that template makes it easy because I'm not reinventing it. And yeah, every year or two you think, is this really working or not? Maybe you make some tweaks, but that way you just get up and you th you pull from that content well, put it in the template and away you go. That was a rich portion of uh, coaching there, Carrie. And I think what's fascinating is in a lot of ways, the template you just shared can be a template for a YouTube video outline as well. Uh, Absolutely. Problem. In this video, you'll learn five yeah. things that... Or have you, you ever know. been frustrated by this particular thing? You know, this is a big deal and agitating it. It's actually worse than you think. And so let's talk about the solutions. And so uh, that's so powerful. And I want to dig a little bit deeper um, because one of your most influential assets is your video podcast. Hmm. I love that in the book, you also talked about... Um, the fact that uh, you can do this in your yellow zone because you leverage the power of interviews as well, because they're doing the heavy lifting. You've, of course, came up with good questions, but you can you could create those powerful video podcasts. Um, and I think it was when we originally talked to I, I, you hadn't started your video podcast because but you, you had recorded all the conversations because you wanted to look at people on Zoom yeah. or, or whatever. And I was like, Carrie, it is irresponsible for you to, to not have just at least upload, even if you didn't title these well, even like, even, like you might as well just give people access to all these incredible conversations you've had. But what I love about it is YouTube is not your primary platform, but simply by starting an interview show, interview podcast, you have leverage the power of also putting those videos out there. And I was just checking out your channel and, you know, some of them have over 70,000 views and you've got thousands of subscribers. And that's kind of like, not even the main thing. It's kind of a secondary thing, but I'm curious about this. Uh, when it comes to social media, what is your strategy and cadence for creating and distributing your content across platforms? Yeah. So on YouTube, you're right. And you were uh, one of the key catalysts to getting us on YouTube. And it was just we had this stuff in the archive. We were ripping the audio. So we started putting it up. And now 
Uh, I think 2022 is going to be a year where we put more energy into our video presence online. Um, but the cadence tends to be more regular than you think. So right now on Insta, we'll share one post a day on the main feed and then a few stories, probably, you know, anywhere from half a dozen to a dozen stories. And then we'll also do some reels from time to time, often repurposing content that we're shooting like this for my podcast, or sometimes I'll go direct to camera with a message. Uh, Twitter, believe it or not, leaders are on Twitter. So are people who love politics. We're not so much into the politics, but we're into the leadership thing. So we'll post uh, seven to 10 times a day, just little excerpts, tweets, thoughts, sound bites on Twitter. Facebook, a very similar thing. Uh, one of the things that's given us a lot of traction lately, and my social media person, Carly, is amazing at this. She just asked really great questions like, what did seminary not prepare you for? Let us know. There's no like fancy graphic or whatever. I think we're 300 comments and counting on that one. And then you save it. You go back in there because people told you what they're struggling with. Now you've got blog content and, and video content for the future. So sometimes simple questions. We're a little bit on LinkedIn and a few other platforms, but those are the major foci for us. That's powerful. And uh, right now, how much, you know, with someone listening to that, I'm, I'm curious, kind of two-pronged question. What is the how is it these responsibilities delegated to your team? But what advice would you give to somebody if you were starting over and you're still a full-time pastor um, or you're still an attorney and yeah. that's, that's where you're anchored, but you want to start moving online. Um, and so you're by yourself, right? And you're going to tackle a platform. Would you try to be on all the social media platforms as a solo side in a solo side hustle season um, and so see, maybe speak to that first. And then obviously where you are today, well, your business model, everything, it makes sense to have a team around you. So let's speak. Mm. But what advice would you well, have? Well, that's how it started for me. I mean, I was solo. It was a hobby, man. So I didn't have a team. I was the team. And I picked it. This is again, a decade ago, just Twitter, Facebook, and later Instagram as it sort of went into the mainstream. And I started doing that. And, you know, you've got, I don't know exactly what our team uses right now because they handle all the scheduled stuff. But, you know, Buffer and other um, schedulers like that can really help you. You can do effective social media in under 20 minutes a day. You sort of get your thoughts ready. You put them into some kind of social media scheduling thing. And then you just release them at strategic points over the day. Uh, on a break later in the day, you just go on your phone. You see who's interacting, who's engaging, who's not. Make a couple of responses, a couple of likes, a couple of favorites. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. So that's where I would start. And as to which platform, here's what I would do. Which one is most native to you? My guess is we got a lot of videographers here, you know, a lot of people who love video. So it probably is YouTube and TikTok maybe, or Instagram Reels, that would be natural. The other question to ask though is where's your audience? Like if you have an avatar, where are they? Are they on TikTok? Are they on Instagram? Are they on LinkedIn? You know, LinkedIn gets overlooked. If you want to reach young men in business and corporate, LinkedIn gets overlooked all the time. I spoke at South by Southwest a couple of years ago. Every young entrepreneur I met from Silicon Valley, Austin, places like that, they're like, okay, let's connect on LinkedIn. Like that is just where people are at. So ask where your audience is at, what's natural for you, and then um, use a scheduling service to, uh, to set that up and you'll save some time. Brilliant. Now, one of my questions after I, i'm a listener of your podcast and we'll link that up as well uh i think that uh when the leader grows 
everybody gross. That's mm-hmm. not your quote. That's probably Craig's. It's Craig's Rochelle. <laughs> he's, he's the author of most quotes. So right. Uh, yeah. But but ultimately, that even maybe you're listening to this, you don't consider yourself a leader, uh, man. If you listen to leadership content, you grow as a leader. You will be better at YouTube. You'll be better in your family. You'll be better in life. And it, I think it, it's what's needed because as YouTube creators, a lot of us are starting. We're kind of like accidental entrepreneurs, and we haven't had much leadership training. No. And so. Uh, definitely check out uh, Carrie's podcast. But what's kind of crazy about your podcast if you've, is you have high-profile guests. So you've had Simon Sinek and Rick Warren and Mike Todd, John Maxwell, Seth Godin. You've also had CEOs of organizations and celebrities and different people on your, on your podcast. I'm just kind of curious your advice for anybody that would aspire to have high-profile guests. Like how did you kind of build that momentum out for your podcast when it comes to some of those more high-profile people? Timely question. I was working on a resource on exactly that today, Sean, for leaders. So um, you're not going to probably start by landing landing Adam Grant or people like that. They're extremely busy. And if you're holding out for that, um, good luck. So what I would do, and this is what I did, I started with the people I know, your friends, like who are the people who will text me back, right? Who are the people who will answer my email? And fortunately for me, I had known Andy Stanley for the better part of a decade when I launched my podcast. And so it was a big ask, but I felt reasonably comfortable asking Andy and went through the appropriate channels and he agreed to be guest number one. So that was great. So who in your immediate network has the most influence where you could possibly get her or him to be guest number one. And then what you wanna do is continue to ship your show and you just deal with the leaders that you wanna deal with and you talk to them and you get your friends to be on the show. And again, you you gotta think, is this gonna serve the audience? But you do that and then you'll start to build up downloads and then it's like, wow, we have 10,000 downloads or we got 100,000 views or whatever it is. And then what you could do is you could take your, your library of guests, your best known guests and your stats And you can start to cold call people and say, hey, I've done 25 episodes because the reason a lot of people, even if they know you will not kick off your show is podcasts in particular. And I'm sure there are lots of YouTube um, channels like this as well. Everybody starts off big and then eight, eight episodes in, it's they're in the graveyard. And so nobody wants to take like a busy person does not want to take an hour of their day to do your show that you are not going to have the discipline to continue eight episodes in. So um, now that you've got 20 episodes or whatever, you can say, hey, Sean, I'd love to have you on my podcast. I've also had this YouTuber. I've had this person try to find out who their friends are and say, we've also got 100,000 views, you know, 20,000 downloads, whatever that happens to be. Would you be open to it? Let them know you know their work and then say, either way, I'm going to remain a fan. Really appreciate you, Sean. Thanks so much, Carrie. And you kind of go from that. And so like, I just, um, do I have the book here? No, it's upstairs. 4,000 weeks. I started reading that book by Oliver Berkman. I thought, man, it'd be great to get him. Emails are really easy to find on the internet, believe it or not. And so I just emailed him and uh, told him I loved his book. I respect his work. I'm also an author in the space. Listed all of his friends because I Googled him that I've interviewed. And remember, treat your guests well. Because if he's friends with Adam Grant and Seth Godin and Malcolm Gladwell and Simon Sinek, they all talk. And it's like, who's this Kerry guy? I don't know this Kerry guy. And it's like, oh, don't go near his show. He's a deadbeat, right? That's, you get a reputation. So you want to treat all of your alumni well. 
And uh, fortunately, Oliver said yes. He had actually bought my book at your best a month to the day before I emailed him. So he's like, this must be a thing. We have to do it. So we're going to connect and and do the show. Or, you know, Ramit Sethi, who's a huge online marketer. I've cold called him a couple times. He finally said yes to be on the show. But I'm like, I bought your courses. Uh, I love your work. I've been a student for years. Here are some of your friends. Don't say here are your friends, but my guests have included. And, and that's a way of cold calling. And believe it or not, we all do it because we're all connected to some people, but there are some people we don't know. So you're, you're going to have to get into the habit of cold calling and respecting them, knowing they're busy. I'll often put in the email. I know you get 100 of these a week. I can understand if you don't have time. No worries, but I'd love to have you on the show. And often, believe it or not, the majority of times it works. Killer advice from <laughs> Carrie Newhoff. I can, uh, so grateful for everything you've been sharing today and these secrets of highly productive content creators. Hey, Think Media Podcast, I highly recommend you pick up a copy of At Your Best. Um, again, at Think Media this year, you could even check out our series. You know, Carrie, we are doing a four part series. We're not even through it. Of at our best as a team. And we're talking about our themes are at our best in terms of wellness. And that's really kind of like the heart of this being in that green zone at our best in terms of productivity. You hit that as well. And in terms of mastery and excellence hmm. at our best in terms of service and our community, and then at our best in terms of our mission and really being mission and purpose driven uh, a team. And so we're, we're devoting a year to this. And I just want to really thank you and honor you for putting so much love into this book uh, and so much excellence into the book. It's really a blessing to our team and want to give you a chance, of course, to shout out where can people connect with you, follow you, anything else uh, that you would love uh, the Think Media podcast uh, community to take action on. This would be your uh, chance to uh, shout that out. Well, I just want to let you know, I'm very humbled that you would do that when you reached out to me and let me know that was happening, that there's, there's no greater joy for an author or content creator to see that their work is making a difference. So you really um, humbled me with that, Sean. And I'm, I'm grateful and excited to see what's next for you and the team at Think Media. You can find the book anywhere books are sold. You can also go to atyourbesttoday.com. And then um, I'm an easy Google. I got a weird name. And uh, we started something new called the Art of Leadership Academy. Um, I went to law school never learned how to run a law firm, went to seminary, no one taught me how to run a church. So we're trying to help leaders with the soft and hard skills of leadership over at theartofleadershipacademy.com. Man, I love it. Carrie, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Sean. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that interview. And it was such a privilege to have Carrie Newhoff in there talking to our entire leadership team. Here at Think Media, everyone is a leader. So it was such a great experience to be able to have him uh, as part of what we're doing here at Think and have his influence as what we are bringing into the podcast. Again, I'll make sure to post all of the links down below if you're watching on YouTube and you wanna go to a previous episode, or if you are listening on audio, it'll be available for you in the show notes where wherever you're listening to audio on. And I'll make sure to link up Carrie's book at your best and check out all of his books. Carrie is such a fabulous author and is really someone who has leveled me up as a leader um, and as someone who is wanting to be at my best throughout this whole year. I actually have to credit to Carrie Newhoff for helping me change some of my own daily habits so that I could be at my best, not just for what I'm doing at Think Media, but so I could be at my best for myself, my husband, and my kids. Um, 
um, and that I could really be living my best life. So I'm so grateful for his influence in what we're doing here at Think Media. You can actually say thank you to Carrie if you'd like to over on social media by taking a screenshot of this on your phone, tagging him on social media, and make sure to tag us as well uh, at Miss Heather Torres or at Official Think Media. Well, thank you so much for being a part of what we're doing. And every single week, we love to shout out one of our Think Media community members who has rated and reviewed the podcast for us. Today, it comes from Mr. B. Pause says, love this show, love this podcast and everything about Think Media. It has definitely helped me choose media products, taught me about software setups, and ultimately inspired me to get in front of my camera and just hit record. Oh, is that not the message we love to preach? Just hit record. I'm so grateful that you are part of our community and that this podcast is impacting you on a level that's gonna help you get outside your comfort zone and actually press record. Well, thank you for listening to today's episode. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast on and we'll catch you in next week's episode. Bye.